Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope that you are enjoying the website. We have lots of things there. If you go to the bio, there's a link and you can get um, a nice little book that we put together called How to Be Your Own Best Change Agent. And then I also want to really encourage you and ask you actually to really um, join the launch squad because the book is going to be complete in the next two days. And then it will be ready to be purchased. And so I'm super excited about it finally coming to fruition. It's only taken me about five years. So it is quite a substantive book. And I enjoyed writing it. And I think it's very, very helpful for all of us. Um, I want to make a little bit, just I want to explain something about this entire book. It is really built on the DEFCON principle, which was initiated by the military in the 60s. And it was how they would manage what length they would go to with the enemy, how much um, firepower they would use, if they would, you know, just step back, if they would wait, if they'd use just, you know, people on the ground, if they'd use planes, or a nuclear bomb. So the DEFCON principle is extremely helpful in recognizing where you're at inside your mind and your body when you are interacting with people so that you can make sure that you don't go nuclear on someone simply because they didn't call you back. And so this is where we want to think about this idea of using the DEFCON principle. And the DEFCON principle goes five, four, three, two, one. It's like a countdown. And so when we are at DEFCON 1, that means that there's going to be a ton of wreckage and damage. And there's going to be loss of life, most likely. And what that means relationally, if I'm at DEFCON 1 with someone relationally, it means the relationship is probably ending and maybe should. It also means that there's going to be a lot of hurt and a lot of wreckage and damage. So I want you to think about if you struggle with the idea of a military uh, concept. I, I want you to just think about what this military concept allows us to do. Is It's just kind of an analogy. It allows us to understand, wow, how we as adults can be mature enough 
to understand where we're at in our mind, in our heart, in our gut, how we are reacting or relating, and whether or not we're going to come out of this interaction with this person with either the relationship being completely killed, right? Or it being encouraged to maybe settle down a little bit so that maybe we can actually see if we can still remain in relationship. So it helps to slow the process down. So when we're thinking about this, I want you to know that in this book, we have these three kind of segments. And the first one really talks about just the introduction to DEF CON and what DEF CON really means. And we talk about the levels and, and DEF CON as a default because it really has helped me in my own life to settle down and to recognize that, hey, I'm escalating inside of me. And do I really need to go to DEF CON 1 with this person? And this is where it helps me to kind of slow down, stop, and recognize that there's no blood, no broken bones, everybody's breathing, but my emotions are acting as if this is criminal, illegal, immoral, unethical, and I have to take this person down right now. So we talk a lot about understanding the different levels and that this helps you have a choice and that you can contemplate, hey, how do I put this into practice so that I better manage myself. And, and the reason I really wrote this is I, first of and foremost, I love really helping people with relationship and helping them have a relationship that is meaningful to them and safe for them. And so the DEF CON principle really helps to do this. It helps us to recognize how we can use self-control in a healthy manner and, and how we can make sure that we don't go too far and then have to have shame attacks, right? That it's like afterwards we think to ourselves, did I really say that? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I got that big. Now I'm going to have to apologize. I'm going to have to take everything back. And so this helps to recognize where you're at and gives you some great tools as to what to do. So that if you can salvage the relationship, that's, that's what we're able to do. If not, you're able to do it and really exit from that relationship in a much healthier manner. So what happens after you kind of learn that DEF CON principle, I talk a lot about what it means to be a good first responder. And so think about the responders in your life. We have firemen, policemen, we have army, we have pastors, therapists, doctors, lawyers, and these people are there to help us. So when you learn to be your own first responder, what will happen is you will manage that escalation of anger, hurt, or fear. When you recognize where you're at and what you need help with, whether you need to bring somebody in, whether you need to just simply say, I know I can handle this on my own and I'm going to do it well, so that I can walk away and feel good about what happened. And so learning to be a first responder means that we talk a lot about you understanding the fight, flight, or freeze part of your brain. And that you learn to understand, hey, the amygdala, wow, that's on the right side. That's the part of us that is all emotional. And we have lots of adrenaline over there. And then we have the prefrontal lobe and the frontal lobe, which is right behind your forehead. 
And if you're 24 years and older, that's the adult part of you. That's the part of you that can step back and say, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to actually engage in this. This is ridiculous. This is something that I I think maybe just needs some time. And, And we also learn what it means if we're drunk on our own emotions. And I talk to people about this frequently. When your amygdala, that fight, flight, or freeze part of your brain, is, is leading, you know, is, is actually formatting where you're going to go and how you're going to do it and what you're going to say. It's kind of like interacting with a drunk person. You really can't reason with them because it's all emotional. So we want to practice understanding, wow, I'm kind of imbibing in my own emotions, right? And I might be drunk on my own emotions. And I better be careful because I may not make good decisions, if I'm completely acting out of and believing all of my emotions. And then after you learn some of that, then we get to talk about how you diffuse a situation, how you actually get to change a situation, get it to move in a different direction, have a better experience, and be able to walk away with it saying, you know what, that would have originally been a really bad situation. And I handled myself really well, and it didn't go to DEFCON 1. Uh, It didn't go nuclear. We actually got some things figured out. So in that section, we talk a lot about the difference between hurt and harm. Very, very important distinction. Harm is never acceptable. Hurt is just part of living on this planet. Now, I don't want people to have unnecessary hurt, and I don't want that hurt to be so um, poignant that, that it ends up feeling like harm. And I don't want you to have so much hurt so often that your tolerance for people just being human ends up feeling like harm. And so we're going to also talk in that section about experience versus the facts. And if you've listened to me speak at any length of time, <laughs> you know how often I drive home the point of Feelings are very real, but not always true. And so we really focus a lot on discovering the truth and not being, I don't know if I can say the word arrogant enough to think that I create truth. See, truth is is one of those qualities like wisdom, um, love, all these qualities that we discover. And then we learn how to use those qualities. So what we do is we learn how to understand that, hey, I'm having a bad experience right now. I don't know how true it is. I don't know if it'll last. I don't know if this person is just having a really bad day and maybe I just need to forgive it. Or if this is their normal protocol, and if that's the case, then probably not a safe person for me to be interacting with. So we we really also understand about this idea of if I can connect with someone first, if I work on the connection, I'm probably going to get a much better version of them than if I start with the problem. So when we think about this idea of connecting, you know, we find ways to, to make that person human again. And we say, you know, I don't want to just see this person as the enemy. They've got family. They've got friends. They've got life experiences. Who knows what pain they're dealing with in their life right now? So I want to connect with them first and see if we can reason together. And that's extremely helpful, especially in long-term relationships, because many times what we find in long-term relationships is that they have so many little hurts. It's like dying of a million paper cuts, right? Right. 
that they end up divorcing over the smallest thing. And so this is where we learn to really manage that. And also then, we're going to work on acknowledging the facts. And that means that I'm going to be an adult and a strong person. And if the fact is that I messed up, I need to acknowledge that fact. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean I'm not worthy of love. It's a fact. And instead of trying to massage the facts and argue the facts, it's much healthier for me and for whoever I'm interacting with if I just simply say, you're right. I did screw up. I did do that. I don't like admitting it. I'm uncomfortable with it. But it's true. It is a fact. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about this, this what we call the human manual. And that's what I'm calling this book. It's DEFCON. And I think you're going to love it. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for tuning in, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Make sure you check out uh, my website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and you can also look at all the different social media that we have out there for you. And we also have a book, a very short book that we've written, and it's called How to Be Your Own Best Change Agent. And it is an extremely helpful little book just in how to, wow, how can I actually change some of those things that keep bugging me? How can I be my own best change agent? How can I help myself make some changes that need to happen? So we're talking today about uh, the book that I've finally finished and is going to the publisher in about two days, and it will be available in the next couple weeks. And it is called Wars to Peace. Peace is possible. It's the human manual. And it is a big book, I have to tell you. But it really is a very comprehensive book, and it covers all kinds of areas of the human existence. And the most important thing for humans, and actually for all mammals, is connection, is family, is feeling like you belong. It's feeling like, hey, my relationship is solid. I can depend on it. And wow, when I get hurt... I can trust that that other person cares that I got hurt over this and I can learn to heal. And there are ways that I can interact with that person that that maybe hurt my feelings and we can heal it in a way that actually makes the relationship stronger. So we talked about these first uh, couple sections and that was, you know, really understanding the DEFCON principle. And again, I'm going to encourage you, if you are anti-military, don't worry about it. It really is just a process. And DEFCON is a very comprehensive way of figuring out how I want to act in any given situation. So what it does is it gives us a template for self-control. And you know, and I know, sometimes being around humans, it's hard to continue to um, operate out of self-control. So we're going to start with this, this next one, and this is the part two. See, I have, I have three parts of this. And the first one, the first part is the human manual, and it is peace is possible. The second part, a really big piece, is it's called, it's all about me. It's all about me. Self-management. So it's me showing up as a grown-up. It's me really being the best version of me that I can. 
And so we start with saying, you know, who am I? And really comprehensively helping you find a way and a process to help you really understand who you are. So you can actually know the things you can change, the things you cannot change. Because there are some qualities, characteristics, physical attributes that we all have that we cannot change. They just came with the, <laughs> they came with the creation, and that's the way that it is. What we can do, though, is learn how to manage some of those if they're not helpful. And so we start to learn our temperament. We understand gender and how that really works. And, and I want you to, to really understand that this whole gender process is not about what I'm purporting in terms of what you should be or shouldn't be. It's really helping you to understand that there are different types and ways of thinking depending on the male or the female brain. And so this is where you can really learn to understand yourself. And you can say, you know what? Okay, so maybe I'm pegging out more on a male part of me. Maybe I'm a guy and I feel a little bit more feminine. Well, it really doesn't make any difference. It's really about you learning truly who you are so you can show up and be the best version of you and learn how to get your needs met and meet the needs of others. And so it helps to recognize the difference between rapport when we're interacting with people and when we're just simply reporting our feelings and our information. How we do the, 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 the contrast of respecting somebody and still caring about them. So when we think about this idea of being an adult, and that's one of the next sections, it means that I need to be maturing with my body. <laughs> that may sound like a strange statement, but I tell this to many of my clients often. I say, you know, are you as old as your age? Or are you a little kid in an adult body? And see, a little child in an adult body is kind of a dangerous person because a little kid doesn't understand the adult world. And so that little kid has all kinds of opportunities to act as an adult but might not know how to truly be one. So life is going to feel very scary, very overwhelming. A lot of the needs that that person wants are not going to be met. And so this part of being an adult really talks about what I can and can't control. So it's the internal versus the external. So what inside of me can I control? And what can I control outside of me? And so things like, if what can I control inside of me? Can I control all the thoughts I have? Not necessarily. They kind of appear. They kind of pop up. I can control how I respond to that thought. I can control how I act on that thought. And so when we think about adult children, you know, they might be very fun for a while, but they're not very dependable. So the more that we can mature and recognize that, hey, I'm a grown adult. I can still have a lot of fun. In fact, I can have a lot more fun because I'm going to make far less mistakes. And then we look at this idea of, false guilt, and toxic shame. And see, this is one of the things that happens with mammals. If you've ever come home and, known, and looked at your dog and their tail is between their legs, their, their head is hanging because they know they got in the garbage. So they know they did the wrong thing. Well, how do, how do we interact with that 
with that pet? Do we just stand there yelling and screaming at them? Or do we recognize that this is a dog and that's what dogs do? So part of the responsibility is probably that I left the trash available to the dog. So I need to take responsibility for that. doesn't mean the dog gets off, off scot-free. It means that I recognize this is what an adult does and this is what maybe a child does. And so true adults are, are those people that truly master adulthood and really enjoy their life and are people that we all want to be around. So we also look at managing the little me inside of the big me. And it really is a great way to understand. I'm always going to have a little me. See, this, this part of me, the adult me, doesn't necessarily go to heaven. It's the little kid that goes to be with God. I'm his child. And so that doesn't mean I'm not an adult in heaven at some point. I don't have no idea because I don't know what heaven is. I do know that God wants us to have fun and wants us to have a childlike part of ourself, but he doesn't want us to have that childlike part be doing an adult world because not only am I going to get hurt, but others will as well. So then we work on building a new internal world, which means you being your own best version, dealing with grief and loss, understanding boundaries, self-care, having a strong ego so that I can handle criticism, and really understanding my own personal DEFCON. Where am I on any given moment? How relaxed, how tense, how upset, how hurt am I? So that I can know how I want to react, how I want to respond to the life that I'm living, wherever I am. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about this, this book called Wars to Peace, the human manual. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia, and I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for joining with me today. And I'm excited to tell you that a lot that this this particular show is really about the book that I have finally completed and will be published in the next couple of days. And I'm really wanting you to be a part of the launch squad. If you if you feel you, you can, if you would like to do that, because I think this book is really going to help a lot of people. It's kind of like a therapeutic, you know, exercise and getting a master's degree in relationships. And so it is a big book, <clears throat> excuse me, but it is very comprehensive and very helpful. And I like the book. Now, I don't always like everything that I create or write or music that I've done, but this book in particular, I think is going to be very helpful. And so we've been talking about this idea of the human manual and that peace is possible. And, and I came up with this, actually my husband and I did on an airplane. We were thinking about the DEFCON principle that the military uses when it gauges what level of ammunition, what level of force it's going to use if there's a conflict with another nation, another whatever, I don't know, you know, island, whatever it is. And so this idea of DEFCON really resonated with me when I thought, you know, this really is a five, four, three, two, one, and one is nuclear. 
And what we see in our world today is that people are going nuclear nuclear over the fact that you didn't use your blinker in your car. You know, this we don't want to go nuclear on those things. And so we want to be able to have a system inside of ourselves that guides us and helps us recognize what level of ammunition do I need for this interaction, if any? What do I need to do? Do I need to walk away? Do I need to take this on? How important is winning or losing this particular issue? And it helps you to really manage yourself well so that you, when you go out into the world, you feel really confident about who you are and your ability to handle whatever comes your way. And even if you don't handle it well, I've, I've given you ways in this book to kind of reset and to figure out how to create a fix if you don't like how you handled the way that you handled something. And so this last part, which is the part three, and I've called it International Waters, because that means that this is about everybody, not just my friends, not just my family, not my, just my coworkers, you know, my husband, my boyfriend, my whatever. This is about every human that I interact with at any t- point in time, anywhere on the planet. And so what you first learn is that, hey, you are truly an ambassador to you. See, there's nobody else like me. I'm my own little country. So I want to represent myself appropriately. That doesn't mean I do it perfectly, but it means I don't want to have to constantly go back and say, hey, that was not, that was not me. I don't know why I did that. I certainly have had to have those conversations with people in my life. But I want us to, to lessen the amount of, you know, self-deprecating, of apologizing, of sitting there thinking, gosh, why did I do that? And so this, you learning to be your own representative, that you represent you. It's kind of like I represent the country of Cynthia. That's my country. That's me. I represent me. And am I doing a good job of representing myself? And so you also learn what we would call cross-cultural relations. So that means I'm going to be interacting with some people that have very different value systems than I do, have very different life experiences, come from a different way of thinking, have a different set of goals, maybe do all things very differently than I do them. And so I'm going to have to figure out a way to interact with people that I really have no connection with, that maybe I don't even understand why they're doing what they're doing. But I can still learn and I can interact and I can still show up as a good version of me. And I can learn in the process. And so this cross-cultural relations means it's, it's as much as with gender as it is with age. It might be socioeconomic. It might be my neighbors versus my boss. It might be the difference between my children and somebody, uh, some of the other children that they play with. So it's learning how to represent myself well so that I don't have to constantly feel like I should apologize and then get angry that I have to apologize. So the next part of being your own, like being an ambassador of you, is responsibly representing yourself. See, you know how we all feel if somebody from our own country goes somewhere and does something stupid, and we think they're going to think all Americans are like that. So this is where you want to be a responsible representation of you. 
so that it is congruent to who you say you are. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in this last segment as we talk more about this book that finally I have completed and I think you're going to enjoy. It's called Wars to Peace. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia, and I am Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for joining in with me today. And I want to make sure that you know that we have this great website, and I'm so proud of the the women that helped me with this. I have great assistants. I don't know what I would do without them. And so I want you to take advantage of all the things that they have created and that, that they are helping to represent a lot of the life work that I do. And so I think you'll enjoy it. I think it will be really constructive and very helpful and inspiring. So we're talking about this book that I have finally completed, and it's been a five-year, practically a five-year process. And it is called Wars to Peace. And it is Peace is Possible. And this is the human manual. And so it's a comprehensive book. It's very big, I have to tell you. But it really is a lot about, in some ways, my life's work of figuring out me, figuring out other people, understanding families, understanding systems, you know, understanding how to get the best version of somebody so that we actually enjoy the interactions that we are having. And we don't have to walk away from them, you know, regretting something and worrying about something and having to go back and say, I just need to apologize. And now I'm, if you need to apologize, I'm glad that you do. But sometimes we, we can over-apologize. So I went through this whole table of contents in the, starting from the beginning of the show, and it talked about understanding this concept of DEF CON. And that's what has really helped myself and many of my clients in terms of understanding, hey, am I going to like DEF CON 3 and I really should just be at DEF CON 5, like peace? There's not a big deal. This is irritating, annoying, and frustrating, and I'm actually wanting to go to war over this. I want to go nuclear on this person. And so it helps you to knew, to know how to understand your internal world. And that if you've got an alarm system going off, you have to be really able to assess whether or not you believe the alarm. And, and I remind people frequently, you know, we have smoke detectors in our, in our house. Many of us have, you know, alarms on our cars. And so if the smoke alarm, you know, starts beeping or going off in your house, you don't immediately call the fire department. You check things out. So this helps us when, when we start to understand how the military has come up with this DEFCON principle that guides them into understanding how big or how small things are going to be. So how much am I going to show up? How much firepower am I going to bring? Am I going to just be amicable? Is this just a meet and greet? And so DEFCON really helps the military know how they are going to respond to any given situation so that they can protect the country. So I, I want to encourage you, if you are, uh, you know, military aversive, I, that's not, I don't think you need to worry about that and think it's an issue. It really is just a concept. And the more, you know, that we practice being open-minded and recognizing that, hey, this, this kind of um, little particular formula can actually help me. It doesn't mean that I agree with the military, okay? It means that I'm healthy enough to borrow what I need that works for me. And so this really was kind of fun to write because it helped me to understand the complexity of the human condition even more and to recognize 
that the more information that we have, we, we can then be better able in the moment that we're in to act in the way that we can revere and not always have to live a life of apologizing or feeling like we're completely misunderstood. We don't know why. And so this last part of, of the book, it, it's part three, and it's called International Waters, and it means that I'm being an ambassador. And so how many times have you, you know, gone somewhere and thought, you know, at the end of it, you're like, I can't believe I acted that way. That's what they're going to think of me now. That's how they're going to think of me. Or if you have family members and someone in your family has completely gone off the deep end and you want to say to yourself, I don't even want to own them as my family member. They're going to make us look bad. So this really helps to understand how you manage those types of things. If you've messed up, if somebody else that you love has messed up, how you get back to level, how you get back to peace. So in this last part of this, of this manual, we talk about relational strategies and what that means based on all that you have read in the beginning, from the beginning of the book. So you start to begin to understand, what's my relationship style? What comes naturally to me? How do, I, how do I strategize? How do I make sure that I'm showing up as the best version of me? So that if someone doesn't like me, it's not that painful. doesn't ever feel good. doesn't ever feel good. But it doesn't devastate me. I don't walk away creating a grudge against this person. I'm better able to recognize that I can champion who I am, and I can be the best version of me. And we also talk in the, in the, very, the last part of this book, <clears throat> excuse me, about creating romantic intimacy. And what does that look like? Because we all love love. And we want to make sure that the way we are loving that person that we've chosen, that special person that we have fallen in love with, we want to make sure that they're feeling it like we're feeling it, that we're doing things that communicate them feeling loved, honored, uh, valued, special, right? That they can be also a lot more reflective and they can also be less guarded because that's what's so fun when we interact with other humans, especially the ones that we love and people aren't on their guard. And so it's a great way to create hey, what's romantic to me versus what might be romantic to my friends? So uh, it may be very different, but I have to find out the way I want to have romance in my relationship. And so it, then it, we end up with this whole entire, you know, you, you get like a little handout in the book that helps you to figure out your own DEF CON plan and how you can really map out for yourself in this situation, if that happens, this is how I want to respond. And then if I don't, I've got a plan for not beating myself up. So it really helps because it helps you to kind of feel like, hey, I think I have an owner's manual. So I'm feeling much better about me. And I can relax. And we all know that people that are relaxed are a lot more fun to be with than uptight people that are judgmental and worried and afraid and, you know, stiff and all of that. So I want you to think about what this really means for you and how you're going to do this. Because DEFCON 1, okay, let me tell you what DEFCON 1 really means. It's divorce. It's murder. That's what happens when people really cannot resolve things. They may be murdered. 
It's, it's me maybe even committing suicide. That's how this happens. See, DEFCON 1 is no return. DEFCON 1 means it's over and it cannot be re- resurrected. And that's the intention of DEFCON 1, is that that thing is completely eradicated. So what I want you to think about is the more that you learn you, the more that you understand you, the more that you have self-control over you and that you're not a controlling person, you know, whatever that really funny sitcom was, it says, you know, in control, but not controlling, right? And so this is where we're thinking about what I can do and I can be the person that I enjoy, which means that people are going to enjoy me even more. And that is one of those things that it helps to create even more momentum. And so what happens is we end up getting better at doing this and then all of our relationships get better. So one of these things that that DEFCON really helps us with, if I know where I'm at, you know, if I'm at five, which means I'm at peace, I'm kind of relaxing, maybe four is, yeah, I'm relaxing, but I have some radar up. I'm not feeling completely settled. I'm not sure if I'm liking this situation or I don't know if I'm liking this, this interaction or this communication, right? That's DEFCON 4. And so, I mean, I'm sorry, that's DEFCON, that's DEFCON 1. I, five. Gosh, I just got myself totally screwed up. <laughs> no, this is what, what I'm talking about is <laughs> it goes 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And so 5 is when we are pretty much in a state of calm. And four means that we're kind of gathering information and we're thinking about, hey, that doesn't make sense or that looks kind of strange. And so DEFCON four is one of those things where we really work on saying, I I don't want to be a reactor. I want to be a responder because reactors think after they act and responders think before they act. So the famous movie that, that has really taken advantage of, you know, the, the, the DEFCON principle is the Terminator. And so when you think about the Terminator, we all have that, that famous moment when the Terminator hears the knock on the door and in his, you know, little visor of his eyes, he has four options that pop up on his visor and it's A through D, right? So it's, so it's, he's deciding, do I just say, come in? Do I open the door and shoot their head off? What do I do? So when we are a responder, we already have all these elements that can help us figure out which one we want to choose. So do I want to just say, hey, the conversation's over, I'm not doing this, and walk away? Or do I say, which is a more like a number four DEFCON, I say, hey, you know, I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. I, I, I don't want us to stop talking, but I'm not sure I like where it's going. So if I were to do a conversationally three, that's when I say, you know, enough, enough. I'm not, I'm not talking about this. I'm not going to talk this way. I don't want to hear this language. Right. And so if we go to two, we're probably standing up at this time and we're saying, uh, I'm out, I'm done. I'm uncomfortable. I don't like this. I've asked you not to talk like that and you're still doing it. So guess what? I'm done. And if the person says, Hey, Hey, I'm sorry. I apologize. You're right. I wasn't listening then I might go back to DEFCON 4. I might say, okay, I'm willing to consider. If it happens again, I probably am going to go straight to DEFCON 1, which means, okay, I'm done. Maybe it's, uh, it's on the phone and I say, okay, I'm done, I hang up. I hang up the phone. So what we want to know and what we want to practice is being able to recognize where we're at and if that's appropriate for the situation. 
so that we don't have to have a whole bunch of regrets when we leave. So we want to be those people that are responders first and choose how to react. And that's what the DEFCON principle does. Because if you're going, you know, nuclear on your partner on a regular basis, that's a lot of wreckage and damage to try to clean up. And eventually it gets too tiresome. So going nuclear on somebody usually means that inevitably it's gone, it's done, it's over, it's dead. So we only want to go nuclear if there's abuse, if there's trauma, if there's deceit, ongoing deceit. You know, these types of behaviors that, that, that cause the relationship to be so damaged that it, makes, it takes a lot of work to repair it if it's repairable. So this is going to help you stay more in time. And, you know, that's one of the things that humans, we have a hard time with, is being present in the moment. And the more you learn to be present in the moment, the more you get to choose how you respond, how you react, what you think, what the goal is, how long you want to stay, how much you're going to tolerate, <clears throat> and it becomes, it, it's, it's up to you. And so you have so much more choice when you're relaxed. And recognizing that I can, I can stiffen up at any time, but I can stay relaxed, I'm going to perceive things differently than if I'm on guard. So when we're thinking about this, I think you will enjoy the book. It's written with some, some levity, so it's kind of fun to read as well. And it's not super complicated when it comes to, you know, psychiatric and therapeutic interventions and ideas. So make sure you check out the website and be, really be a part of the Launch Squad, and we'll get you an early version. So I so appreciate you listening today, and have a great rest of your week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please Take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version. Be your own.